0: Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Waymo has an interesting raise. Interesting for what it says about self-driving and Google Moonshots. Robinhood has the worst possible outages at the worst possible time. A new player in the quantum computing race. And sports tech offers a new way to watch golf. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Tech. Waymo just announced a huge investment round, $2.25 billion coming from Silverlake, Andreessen Horowitz, parent company Alphabet, and others including AutoNation and the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Abu Dhabi. This is Waymo's first ever outside raise. If you listen to this show regularly, though, maybe you shouldn't be surprised that it's happening, quoting VentureBeat. The news comes after a report by The Information revealed that Waymo nearly doubled its headcount to 1,500 employees known as Waymonauts from 800 about a year ago. The company's annual cost is estimated to be around $1 billion, while its robo-taxi business Waymo One reportedly yields just hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in revenue. Waymo hasn't shared the number of customers who have ridden in its fleet of over 600 vehicles to date, but it said last December that over 1,500 people are using its ride-hailing service monthly and that it has served over 100,000 total rides since launching its rider program in 2017. Waymo is the proven leader in self-driving technology, is the only autonomous vehicle company with a public ride-hailing service, and is successfully scaling its fully driverless experience, said Silver Lake co-CEO Egon Durbin in a statement, quote, We're deeply aligned with Waymo's commitment to making our roads safer and look forward to working together to help advance and scale the Waymo driver in the U.S. and beyond, end quote. So I said, this probably isn't surprising given all of that news of the recent hires and the billion dollars it costs Alphabet to run Waymo at this point, but it's still eyebrow-raising nonetheless. As AI guru Callum Chase tweeted, this indicates that self-driving is harder to perfect than people thought. It also shows that Silicon Valley's smartest investors still think the question regarding autos is when, not if, and that the answer is years, not decades, end quote. But also, this is twofold interesting from a Google perspective. Again, this is the first time Waymo has raised money that didn't come solely from Alphabet. As Eric Johnson tweeted, in case there were any doubts about Alphabet doubling down on Waymo, they just disappeared. But it's notable that no automakers appear to be involved in this funding round, end quote. I'd say this is also notable too, quoting Steve Kovach. This massive outside investment is a signal Alphabet's other bets need much more money than Alphabet itself is willing to invest. Verily raised an external $1 billion round last year, end quote. Yesterday, on a day when the stock market soared back up around $1.1 trillion in overall market wealth, stock trading app Robinhood suffered what it described as a system-wide outage that affected all functionalities on the platform. By all functionalities, we mean the company's app, website, even the help center. So if you were a Robinhood customer yesterday, you potentially missed out on that huge market rally and thus missed out on maybe a lot of money. Robinhood was down starting at 6.30 a.m. Pacific Time on Monday, and it only came back online at 11 p.m. Pacific Time last night, so they basically missed an entire trading day. The company said it would be offering billing credits or other forms of compensation, though it stressed that no customer data was lost. But at the time of this writing, Robinhood just confirmed that it is down again shortly after the Fed announced its big rate cut. This is basically the worst possible thing that can happen to a company like Robinhood. Like, the inability to trade, especially on important market-moving days like yesterday and today, is potentially fatal to a stock trading platform. Either you'll lose customers to rivals... Quoting Bloomberg, Recently, much larger competitors, including Charles Schwab and Fidelity Investments, have dropped some trading fees, essentially matching Robinhood's offering. Companies including Jack Dorsey Square have also started offering the ability to trade stocks for free. End quote. Or you could be on the hook for potentially ruinous litigation. Quoting Drew Olanoff on Twitter, The class action lawsuit is going to be gnarly. End quote. If you'll recall... This is not the first snafu Robin Hood has had in recent years. There was that whole high-interest-yielding account that maybe wasn't legally kosher with financial regulators. I think I said at the time, you can't move fast and break things in the financial space. You just can't. Quoting Bloomberg one more time. Financial technology companies may have difficulty dealing with higher trading volume in more volatile markets, said Craig Perong, professor of finance at the University of Houston. Quote, particularly... Is the technology scalable enough to handle the amount of orders they're getting, he said, end quote. Yes, this falls into the you-had-one-job category, and neither customers nor courts tend to be very forgiving if you can't do the one thing you absolutely had to be trusted to do above all others. Today I learned that there is another major player in the quantum computer race alongside IBM and Google. Honeywell today said it would launch a quantum computer within three months with a quantum volume of at least 64, making it the world's most powerful quantum computer. Also, Honeywell says it will increase quantum volume tenfold in the next five years. Quoting ZDNet, Quantum volume is a measurement to gauge the power of a quantum computer and account for errors, device crosstalk, connectivity, and compiler efficiency. Quantum volume is different than quantum supremacy, which is the goal of demonstrating that a quantum computer can solve problems classical computers can't. Honeywell's quantum volume of 64 is twice what is offered by IBM's Q-System fleet. Under Honeywell's quantum plans, customers will connect directly to systems housed by the company. Honeywell will use quantum computing to solve issues for its key verticals, such as oil and gas and industrials, and also has a partnership with Microsoft Azure. In addition, Honeywell said it is investing in two quantum computing software providers and partnering with J.P. Morgan Chase to develop quantum computing algorithms for financial services. Honeywell Ventures invested in Cambridge Quantum Computing and Zapata Computing. Both companies have expertise in cross-vertical algorithms and software. Cambridge Quantum Computing focuses on chemistry, machine learning, and augmented cybersecurity, while Zapata invents algorithms and builds quantum software to take on supercomputers." How do you make a password that's strong enough so no one will guess it, and it's impossible for you to forget, and do it for a hundred different sites, and make it so everyone in your company can do the same without ever needing to reset them? Sounds impossible unless you have 1Password. More than any other product I've ever told you about, I can vouch 1,000% for 1Password. I can't live without it. 1Password makes strong security easy for your people and gives you the visibility you need to take action when you need to. Any device, any time, 1Password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like Autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password's award-winning password manager is trusted by millions of users and over 100,000 businesses from IBM. To Slack. It beat out 40 other options to become Wirecutter's top pick for password managers. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com/slash ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to onepassword.com slash ride. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars. Maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait, Auto Trader. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mac Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their AirNet underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the silver peak polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their silver crewneck t-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mac Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. And maybe I'm dumb for not knowing about them previously, but today I also learned that Ampere is vying to be a major new player in the chip space. Staying on the hardware beat for just a minute longer, Ampere has unveiled the Ampere Ultra an 80-core ARM-based 64-bit server processor for applications like data analytics, AI, databases, storage, and more. This is the first-ever 80-core ARM-based server processor, and it runs on 210 watts, quoting VentureBeat. Intel dominates about 95.5% of the server chip market with its x86-based processors, and AMD has the rest, but Ampere is targeting power-efficient, high-performance, and high-memory capacity features. Renee James former president of Intel and CEO of Ampere, said in an interview with VentureBeat that the chip is faster than a 64-core AMD EPIC processor and Intel's 28-core high-end Xeon Cascade Lake chip. Quote, We've got the most cores in the market. It's now in the hands of some of the industry's largest cloud providers, James said. We are very happy where this came out. I think people will be surprised. There is always something that comes next. And if it doesn't come from the incumbent, it comes from the disruptor. It's exciting to be working on what I think is next, end quote. Santa Clara, California-based Ampere, is backed by private equity investment firm the Carlyle Group. James hopes to take on Intel with the ARM architecture used in the world's smartphones, which is known for its efficiency in providing performance at very low power levels. Ampere was built from the ashes of applied microcircuits, end quote. Once again, I have held out as long as I could on the... COVID news of the day, I'm not denying that it is the biggest story of the day almost every day, but I'm trying not to make it always be the leadoff story to avoid repetition, I guess. Today in COVID-19 tech news, Facebook and Twitter have pulled out of the South by Southwest conference citing COVID-19 concerns. South by Southwest organizers say the conference is proceeding as planned, but come on, realistically, how much longer can we expect that to be true? Next, some good news. iPhone maker Foxconn says it expects Chinese plants to begin operating normally by the end of March, after the disruption caused by the coronavirus. Quoting Bloomberg. Foxconn parent Honhai said Tuesday its factories are now operating at about 50% of seasonal capacity, but that should ramp up over the course of the month as workers stream back into its plants. Still, Chairman Yong-Liu warned it remained difficult to quantify the full impact of a week's long disruption or gauge the effects on final demand for the swath of consumer electronics it makes from laptops to game consoles. Business across all of Hanhai's four major divisions should decline in the March quarter compared with the previous year, meaning sales in the first half could end up being flat, Liu told investors and reporters on a conference call. Quote, there's not a huge hit on demand yet so far, but I dare not and don't want to predict the outlook of the outbreak, Liu said. We don't see a huge issue with our suppliers, and we are helping them to secure resources, end quote. And the Wall Street Journal had an interesting report that some inside Apple— in recent years, urged the company to relocate part of its manufacturing systems from China to other countries like Vietnam. But the suggestions were shot down by senior management, quoting from the piece. Some operations executives suggested as early as 2015 that the company relocate assembly of at least one product to Vietnam. That would allow Apple to begin the multi-year process of training workers and creating a new cluster of component providers outside the world's most populous nation, people familiar with the discussions said. Senior managers rebuffed the idea. For Apple, weaning itself off China, its second-largest consumer market and the place where most of its products are assembled, has been too challenging to undertake. Apple's reliance on China has long frustrated staff, and more recently, unnerved investors. The coronavirus represents Apple's third major setback there in as many years, including the fallout from tensions with the U.S. that included tariffs and slower-than-expected iPhone sales in the country, end quote. And finally, back to a bit of good news if true, Alibaba says its new AI system can detect coronavirus in seconds, quoting The Next Web. Per a report from Nikkei's Asian Review, Alibaba claims its new system can detect coronavirus in CT scans of patients' chests with 96% accuracy against viral pneumonia cases. And it only takes 20 seconds for the AI to make a determination. According to the report, humans generally take about 15 minutes to diagnose the illness, as there can be upwards of 300 images to evaluate. The system was trained on images and data from 5,000 confirmed coronavirus cases and has already been tested in hospitals throughout China. According to the review's report, at least 100 healthcare facilities are currently employing Alibaba's AI, end quote. Finally today, remember when we did that weekend bonus episode about sports tech and we talked about how streaming is going to change how sports are consumed by viewers? Well, this is what we were talking about. NBC has an experimental live stream of the upcoming PGA Tour that will make it easier for you to follow your favorite golfer or just any golfer you want. It's called PGA Tour Live through NBC Sports Gold. And if you tune in through that app for the upcoming broadcast of the Players' Championship, you can switch between any one of the 120 cameras installed on the course, and you can switch in real time. The Verge makes the excellent point that this is taking a page from video game streaming. Quote, if you've ever watched a golf broadcast, you know that they're usually forced to focus on one player at a time. Part of that comes down to matching the slower pace of golf as a sport, but it's also a well-disguised technical limitation. With only a few cameras on a multi-acre course, networks have had to be incredibly judicious about who's on the screen and, crucially, when they're on the screen. Typically, cameras stick closely to popular players or those who are about to gain or possibly blow the lead or those who are about to take a challenging shot. This leaves every other player, many of whom are incredibly talented, off-screen for quite some time. Unlike basketball or football, having 120 cameras on the golf course isn't going to add exciting or previously unseen angles to the match, but what they contribute to the game of golf is similar to the spectator modes in some video games that let you follow each player's perspective while watching an eSport event or when you're just playing an online match yourself. Having the option to watch each player lets you see the game unfold through a different lens, and that's valuable if you want the full picture. For instance, there are 100 players in a Fortnite match, so it's a lot easier to follow your favorite player when you can see things from their perspective, end quote. Yeah, actually, I would argue that, for football and basketball especially, having a ton of extra camera angles is actually overkill, Those are sports where you want to go where the action is, which is generally where the ball is. I mean, yeah, extra camera angles are useful for getting different views of the action as it happens. But there's no point in, say, following the guy all the way on the other side of the field on a kickoff return. But this is what we were talking about when we were talking about this stuff on that weekend episode. Golf, if you think about it, golf has always been the worst spectator sport Like, the worst to watch in person, for sure. You have to walk from hole to hole and let the players go by you in a parade, never seeing the tee shot that got the ball to the green, if that's where you're standing. And it's only marginally better on TV, where the directors of the television coverage often have to rush back and forth to cover action as it occurs, or even back up and cover action that's already happened. So how would it transform the experience of viewing the sport if viewers actually had control of that? If instead of being a spectator sport, golf was actually sort of an active event? I guess what I'm suggesting here is, weirdly, what if golf is the sport that is the most like Fortnite? I have never played a Zelda game before in my life, and I actually only bought Zelda when I got the switch because i thought it would be good for my kids and we are still playing it all together but i kind of wish i had started it on my own because i am suddenly obsessed with this game i know i'm about two years late on this but how good is breath of the wild i can see why some people think this is the best video game ever made possibly i certainly am starting to think so talk to you tomorrow